Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Whenever it's a podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. It is Thanksgiving week, one of my favorite times of the year. Love the holidays. All begins with Thanksgiving. Uh, This Thursday, there's going to be three games to go along with all your family, friends, turkey, food, drinks, whatever it is you do on Thanksgiving. There's always going to be football available all day long, three games, morning, afternoon, evening, a big slate, likely going to have one game slates for all of those on all the different sites with all the money up for grabs in DFS. A lot of stuff to talk about today's podcast. Don't know if we're going to have a Wednesday podcast, so I'm going to talk about the Thursday games today. That and much more, so I'm not going to waste too much time. We're going to dive right on into today's podcast, talk about the duds that happened in, uh, yesterday, kind of give a quick re- uh, review of the games that happened yesterday. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Thursday games to, um, as well, and then we'll close out the podcast taking a look at the one-game slate over on DraftKings as the Baltimore Ravens and the Los, Los Angeles Rams close out Week 12. Uh, a great weekend. Hopefully you got the W. Hopefully you uh, were able to kind of Squeak past a lot of these duds that happened, and now you're sitting pretty in your playoff hunt. Unfortunately, I made a wrong decision in a couple of my leagues that likely is going to keep me out of the playoffs in two of my leagues. But the majority of my leagues, I'm going to make the playoffs. Like my opportunities in those as well. So I hope you guys are doing as well. If, if you guys listen to me throughout the year, hopefully we gave you some good advice to kind of get you over the hump and get you into the playoffs that, because that's what fantasy football is all about. We want to get those Ws. We want to have that bragging right. And if you play for money, having a little extra cash around the holiday season does not hurt as well. And with all the DFS uh, money up for grabs, these big-time uh, pay pay, payouts that these, these sites are doing as well, doesn't suck to bring a little extra cash there as well. So hopefully you guys have been able to kind of get with our premium articles over on uh, our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We have our season-long and DFS articles still available, pre- premium stuff um, behind the paywall, weekly and full-season packages available. We also have our mastermind chat. Now that we're getting close to the playoffs, I think that's going to be used a lot more by the folks out there that have been kind of taking advantage throughout the year. If you've not checked out our mastermind chat, it's not too late. Not too late. Definitely give it a look. Weekly, monthly, full season package available as well. That and much more. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into today's podcast because we've got a lot, lot to talk about. Uh, so if you've not followed us over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as we talked about, Mastermind Chat, DFS articles, and season-long articles still available for our uh, premium members. Uh, g- give us a, a shout-out on Twitter or Instagram if you have any uh, questions. We're more than happy to answer those questions for you. Week 12, what happened yesterday? What ha- what's going to happen in week 13? Let's jump right on into the week 12. What happened on Thursday and Sunday? Started off with the Colts and the Texans. Decent day from the uh, overall Jonathan Williams stepping in for Marlon Mack. Had a decent day. Will Fuller had a nice day. DeAndre Hopkins had a great day, ex- including a couple nice catches. Deshaun Watson, decent day. Pretty decent decent game overall for a low-scoring game. Um, the Texans do beat out the Colts in that big-time division game. 
Buccaneers-Falcons, high-scoring affair. Uh, Falcons look like they're going to get blown out of the water earlier. They did make it a game late, but the Buccaneers were able to kind of take control of that game. Trying to figure out which wide receiver is going to be the, the number one option there in Tampa Bay in the last few weeks has been tough. It's been Mike Evans the last couple weeks. Yesterday it was Chris Godwin going absolutely bonkers. Seven receptions, 184 yards, and a pair of scores. Jameis Winston struggled to start the game, but he finished off as one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy like he does most weeks. As I talked about a lot this year, Winston may be a mistake-prone quarterback, but he can turn all that around with the way he throws the ball, the way he's asked to throw the ball in this offense. I was expecting more out of the passing game for the Falcons. Uh, Julio Jones um, didn't have a great day. Calvin Ridley made his day a little better with that late touchdown. But overall, the Falcons did not look that great, despite only losing by a couple scores, but a game that they likely should have beat the Buccaneers. Got to be disappointed in in the Falcons if you're a Falcons fan or owner of some of his players. Bills uh, put a whooping on my Denver Broncos. Broncos look lost on both sides of the ball yesterday. Uh, yes, they, they, they look, the defense looked decent to start the game, but they kind of struggled as the, year, as the week went, uh, the game went along. Josh Allen continues to show that he has GPP winning upside against a very good Denver Broncos defense. Uh, Josh Allen did very well yesterday. I think for me it's all about what he, uh, the floor he brings because of his uh, rushing ability. Very mobile quarterback. He can get things done. with if his, if his throwing isn't working that well, maybe it's bad weather like it was yesterday, he can still get the job done on the ground with his legs. Not much to talk about for uh, player-wise in this game as, as the Bills do win a low-scoring game against the Broncos yesterday. Bears and Giants, another low-scoring game. Um, we saw Trubisky kind of look horrendous to start like he has in the past, but he kind of turned around a little bit later. But again, this is against the Giants defense, which is not very good. The Bears defense doesn't look like the Bears defense in the past. Got to wonder if the, if the defense is kind of looking at the offense saying, hey, when are you guys going to start picking this up? And it's affecting what they're doing on offense. Or maybe they're affected by their coach, Vic Fangio, leaving um, this season to go coach the Broncos. Got to wonder if that has some sort of an impact um, for the Chicago Bears defense. Saquon Barkley continued to be uh, not the player that we thought he was at the season, at the season start. Got to wonder if he's going to be able to turn this uh, around. Two big-name players this week, uh, this year, Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott, really not doing their, their type of things. Yes, Z- Elliott's been a lot better than Barkley. Barkley missed a bunch of time because of injury. But even for the, for the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott has not been that Zeke player that we've seen in years past. Got to wonder if either one of those can pick it up. I think Zeke definitely will pick it up. I think it happens this week and on Thanksgiving. But got, got to wonder, because the offense he plays on, is Barkley's season kind of a, a, a lost cost for fantasy owners? If you have Barkley, are you even in the playoff hunt because you lost him for all those weeks? Steelers, Bengals, um, very crappy game to watch. Uh, both defenses kind of uh, having their way with offenses, or with the offense really wasn't able to do anything in the first place. So maybe it wasn't really a defensive game. It was just more of a, a lack of offense. Both Joe Mixon and Jalen Samuels uh, put up dud games. I thought Samuels would be a, a player that you can kind of trust in season long because of his PPR upside. But we saw more out of Benny Snell than we did uh, Jalen Samuels. Uh, both running backs for the Steelers and Bengals kind of put up big-time dud numbers. Tyler Boyd did have a decent day. Five receptions, 101 yards, and a score. But for the most part, that was a pretty uh, lousy game to watch. And if you're a fan of both teams, I'm guessing you were not happy. Unless you're Steelers, maybe you're happy because of the win. But, but from, the, from the, uh, the, the game itself, a very bad game to watch if you're not fans of either, either of those teams. 
Browns put a whooping on the Miami Dolphins. It seems like the Browns have finally turned the table. They've kind of turned things around. Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham all have solid days yesterday. Looks like Mayfield, Landry, and uh, we've we've seen Chubb uh, be the player all year. Um, We continue to see him kind of uh, be that productive player, even with Kareem Hunt. But now we're seeing Mayfield, Landry, and even a little bit of Odell Beckham kind of turn things around. So maybe the Browns offense, with the schedule they have moving forward, they finally turn that table, and we can trust them for the playoffs come here, uh, playoff hunt, and also the playoffs in the next couple weeks. Saints and Packers, fun high-scoring game. The player that I avoided this week that I likely should have never thought about doing, I started a lot of Kenny Galladay over DJ Moore. That was a mistake on my part. DJ Moore had a fantastic day where Galladay didn't do much um, for the Detroit Lions. DJ Moore, another big day. Uh, he's, he is the, the, the go-to guy for this Panthers offense outside of Christian McCaffrey. And speaking of McCaffrey, he continues to be a cheat code. No matter what defense, no matter what team he goes up against, he continues to get the job done. Another couple scores for the best running back in football, Christian McCaffrey. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas continue to do their thing. The biggest uh, thing for me in this game was Alvin Kamara. Didn't do much. Uh, didn't see much Alvin Kamara early. Didn't really have a great game um, outside of PPR. Yes, in PPR, maybe with the receptions, he had a decent day for you. But overall, I thought this would be a monster day for Kamara. I thought this was a smash spot against a very mediocre Panthers defense this year. But Alvin Kamara did not get the job done. But a very fun game to watch between the Saints and the Panthers. Jets. I don't even know if they had a, 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 an opponent yesterday. The Raiders did not show up on either side of the ball. Jets get the big victory, 34-3 to over the Raiders. Not much to talk about for the Raiders side of things, but the Jets had a decent day from Robbie Anderson. Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell didn't look that bad as well. And obviously the defense only gave up three points to the Raiders. The defense had another strong outing against the uh, bad offense. But again, I think the, the Jets kind of take advantage of what they have. Uh, one thing we got to look at is maybe the Raiders are not quite ready for the playoffs. Like some of us, even myself, thought that this team was maybe going to be able to make a push for the playoffs. Don't know if that's possible with the loss to the Jets on the road. Seahawks and Eagles. Chris Carson, which looked like he was uh, set in stone to be the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Last few weeks looked very good um, running for this team. Had a little fumble issue yesterday. Uh, got sad a little bit. Rashad Penny kind of took advantage of those uh, of that fumble and had a great day. Yes, that touchdown did come on a, on a long run. But Rashad Penny, 14 carries, 120 yards, over 120 yards, and a score. Penny might get a little more opportunity now that we've seen uh, the fumble issue continue to happen with Chris Carson. Got to wonder if... Um, the Seahawks are going to kind of look at the way of Penny and kind of get more of a 50-50 timeshare there in Seattle. Only time will tell. Unfortunately, with this kind of offense with the Seahawks, it's kind of hard to trust that they go back to Penny. Um, my guess is they go back to Carson, but maybe we see Penny in, um, more of a in, in more of an impact for like the best balls in that kind of format if you made the best ball playoffs. As for the Eagles, only player that I really thought had a decent day was Zach Ertz. Great day for PPR. 12 receptions, 91 yards, and a score. Carson Wentz, he looks good sometimes, doesn't look good other times. He's very inconsistent. I think a lot of that has to do with the players around them. The offense is batting a lot of injuries on the offense there. Outside of Zach Ertz, I think he's about the only player that you really would recognize him. Maybe a little Dallas Goddard, but outside of those two players, with all the injuries they have on the offense, got to wonder how many of those wide receivers are trustworthy for Carson Wentz to kind of get the job done. I think a lot of that has to do with why Wentz is having the up-and-down season we're seeing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Redskins and Lions, what looked to be a game that maybe the Lions will be able to kind of uh, beat the Redskins. Redskins did get the victory. Not much to talk about on the offensive, offensive side, of the, side of the ball. As I talked about, Kenny Galladay was a player that I trusted to kind of get the job done this week after a down game last week. Another bad game. Got to wonder if he does truly miss Matthew Stafford. 
because the chemistry it just isn't there with Jeff Driscoll as you would think it would be um, as for one of the best one of the better wide receivers this year in Kenny Galladay. Titans and Jaguars, uh, big day for the Tennessee Titans offense. Um, the uh, Tannehill having a big day, two touchdown passes along with two touchdown rushes. Derrick Henry, a couple touchdown runs. A.J. Brown, a, a reception, over 130 yards receiving. Big day for the offense of Tennessee. Jaguars got a decent, a, a great day from Leonard Fournette, but outside of Leonard Fournette, it was really nothing going on for the Jaguars on either side of the ball. Tennessee puts a whooping on the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday in Week 12. The Cowboys and Patriots, a uh, very cold day looking at the game. A lot of snow, rain showers. Look miserable for the fans there because of how cold it looked. Patriots defense continues to get the job done. you got to wonder if this game uh, doesn't go on the players of the Cowboys, but it goes more on the, uh, the coaching staff. Got to wonder about that last field goal they attempted. You would think that uh, getting, getting that far into the Patriots' uh, side of the field, it would have been four down ter- territory. But with, uh, with Jason Garrett, he thought it would be much more of a field goal game and kind of go back to the, get the ball back and kind of run down there. I think that was a mistake. I think they should have went for it on fourth down. Even if you do, don't get it, you're, you're pinning the, the Patriots' offense deep in their own zone. And the defense for the Cowboys was able to kind of keep the uh, Patriots' offense under control. I think that was on the coaching staff for the Cowboys and anything else. Patriots get a tight uh, win against the Cowboys to push their record to 10 and 1. Patriots continue to roll on a weekly basis. Tom Brady playing good or not, this team is uh, showing that they are the team to beat in the AFC. But I think both playoffs this year is going to be very, very fun. Speaking of playoffs, it was supposed to be a playoff atmosphere between the 49ers and Packers as they close out our Sunday games. 49ers put a whooping on the Packers. Not much out of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Devonta Adams got his production late in the game when the game was pretty much out of hand. The 49ers offense is a totally different offense with George Kittle in the game. I think that George Kittle has uh, taken over that number one role as a tight end, tight end position over uh, Travis Kelsey. Now, what Kittle can bring to the football field, not only as a pass catcher but a blocker, he makes this 49ers offense a much better offense. Garoppolo looked great. The ground game looked great. The entire team for the 49ers, both, uh, both sides of the ball, offense and defense, Look fantastic against the Packers. But again, both teams are going to be in the playoffs. This playoffs is going to be very fun for the NFC. We have the Packers. We have the 49ers, Cowboys, Saints. Going to be a fun postseason for the NFC. As for the AFC, Patriots, Chiefs, I think those are, those are your, your powerhouses in the AFC. But I think both, pay, both playoffs on both sides of the ball are going to be fun to watch this year come January. But before we get to January, we got still a lot of football left. So, um, being that we're not going to have a uh, podcast likely uh, again until maybe Friday, we're going to talk a little bit about the Week 13 matchups for Thursday. For Thanksgiving, we have three games. We have the Bears-Lions, Bills-Cowboys, and Saints-Falcons. If you're playing DFS, there's, there's going to be some great prize pools out there. I'm guessing they're going to have another millionaire maker. I think probably you'll get $200,000, $300,000 to first place. But again, it's going to be a nice little prize pool on a Thanksgiving that hopefully you can pull down some nice cash before the holidays. So if we're taking a look at the game there, I think the Bears and the Lions will be much more of a defensive struggle between the two teams. Both offensive kind of struggling. Bears offense, I don't even know if they have an offense. David Montgomery is a player that I don't think we can trust anymore moving forward, especially with the playoffs for a season long here. Montgomery is just a player that has not shown me anything outside of one game. And I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching, with the offense they have there. Mitchell Trubisky is continuing to regress. 
um, on a weekly basis. As for the Lions, I think they're uh, a different offense without uh, Matthew Stafford, especially someone like Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay has struggled without his starting quarterback in there. I think this game's going to be much more of a defensive struggle. If you want to take a shot on Trubisky against a bad Lions defense, I don't hate it, only because we have seen that upside for Trubisky. Yes, he's looked horrendous this year, but he does have upside. Um, If we remember last year, I think he had a six-touchdown game, so he does have that upside in him. I just don't know if he can uh, reach it, and we do know he's going to be very lowly owned on the Thursday. Next up, we have the Bills and Cowboys. I think this will be a sneaky shootout. I do think the Bills do have a decent defense, but I think the Cowboys are going to bounce back from that bad game on Sunday and put up a, a very good game on Thanksgiving. And I think this is going to be the game that we're going to see Ezekiel Elliott eat on Thanksgiving. Give him the ball, feed him more and more, and I can see a big day both pass, uh, pass catching and rushing for Ezekiel Elliott. Well, I can also see this uh, pass game get back on track with uh, Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup and company there on, on the Cowboys. As for the Bills, one of my favorite plays this weekend, I think, is going to be Josh Allen. I think he's going to come in very low-owned. And we know he does have GPP winning upside because what he can do with his legs. If, his, if he's not getting a done, job done throwing the ball, we know they can get the job done rushing. And if they do put pressure on him, he can get away from that pressure with his legs. He may not be the best quarterback in the league, but I think Josh Allen is one of the funnest quarterbacks to watch on the football field just because of the way he can play. I think he's a version of, of Cam Newton, in my opinion. Uh, he, he might be that kind of quarterback uh, to start his career. I definitely think he can run the ball, pass the ball. He's going to be one of my favorite plays this week because of how, how lowly owned he's going to be. Pair him with Devin Singletary. Pair him with John Brown. That's the way I'm looking at maybe attacking the big GPPs this week. And we're going to close Thanksgiving out with the Saints and the Falcons. As you're sitting in your chair, sitting on your couch, relaxing after a full fun day with family, full day of food, a belly full of food. You're going to be sitting in your chair, taking naps, kind of dozing off here and there, closing it off with a game that likely is a shootout between the Saints and the Falcons. On paper, it might look like a blowout on the Saints side of things, but I think this is going to be a, a, a closer game between the Falcons and the Saints. I think the Saints will win the game, but I think the Falcons can kind of put up a fight. Plenty of offensive powerhouse there. On the Saints side, we have Kamara, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Ted Ginn, Falcons, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, possibly Devonta Freeman, maybe even a little Brian Hill. A couple weeks ago, he was kind of the person that we looked at to kind of put in our lineups and help us, and he put up a big dud. Maybe he can get it going against the Saints' decent defense, but we don't know if Devonta Freeman's going to be able to go as well. So a lot of offense can happen in this game. We can also see a defense by the Saints, and if you're playing the one-game slate, Taysom Hill, he's a player that you always hear me talking about Taysom Hill for those single-game slates. He can get the job done as as a thrower, rusher, pass catcher, Plays a lot of those different kind of packages. So it's Taysom Hill season maybe this week and the one-game slate. So the way I'm looking at it, if you're playing cash games, I obviously think you want to probably go Drew Brees as your quarterback. Have, have, have a lot of, uh, of uh, exposure to the Saints and Falcons game. But if you're playing GVPs, I don't hate t- attacking that Bills and Cowboys game and going a little Bills heavy with some of the weapons they have there in a sneaky shootout between the Bills and the Cowboys. That'll do it for Thursday, um, but we're going to close out the podcast with tonight's game. If you're playing over on DraftKings or FanDuel, Rams and Baltimore Ravens will close out our Week 12. I think Lamar Jackson obviously going to be one of the most popular players that we've seen in any week. Um, he's also one of the most expensive players I've ever seen on one of these slates, but he's well worth He's going to be the highest scoring option there outside of injury. So is there a way of maybe attacking this slate without Lamar Jackson? How do you attack this slate with Lamar Jackson? If I'm going Lamar Jackson as a captain spot, the way I'm likely going to go on, over on DraftKings is I usually don't like going both defenses and both kickers, but I don't hate going both defenses and both kickers with Lamar Jackson. That allows you to pay anybody else for that final flex spot. 
I think the most popular way probably is going to be either going Cup or Andrews. I'm likely going to leave a, a, at least five or $6,000 on the table to kind of be a, a lot more uh, di- different between uh, with the Lamar Jackson captains because you're, you're going to see plenty of captain Lamar Jacksons. If you're looking to fade Lamar Jackson, which I don't think is the best option to do, but if, if you want to, want to win one of these things as a solo winner, especially over on FanDuel, you're going to have to likely fade Lamar Jackson, especially in the captain or MVP spot. My way of likely fading Lamar Jackson is going to be over on FanDuel because if you are going to win FanDuel and if you want to win it alone, you're likely going to have to do it without Lamar Jackson because there's just going to be too many teams with Lamar Jackson. It's going to be hard to be division. Uh, Different your team from other teams there, especially with no uh, penalty for the uh, for putting players in your MVP spot. So the way I might be looking at attacking Fanduel and fading Lamar Jackson is going with the pass game with the Los Angeles Rams running it back with Mark Ingram from the Ravens. If we do see the team kind of get inside the five yard line, maybe it's going to be more of an Ingram show than it is Lamar Jackson. But again, I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's going to have a bad day. I think he's going to be the highest owned player with with. Uh, all due respect, I think he's going to be able to do it because he is one of the better players in the league, if not the best player. But injuries do happen. You never want to wish injury on anybody in this league, but injuries do happen in this league, and we can, we can see it happen anytime, especially with a mobile quarterback. So fading Lamar Jackson is not out of the question if you want to take home the top prize on either one of the sites. My recommendation is not to fade him on DraftKings, but I can see the possibility of fading it and just blowing your money, burning it with a, a, a fade of Lamar Jackson, knowing that if you don't, See Lamar Jackson have a down day, down game. You're not going to have a shot of any money back to you. But if you see Lamar Jackson kind of get hurt or dinged up, maybe you have a shot of taking home that top prize. And $200,000 is a lot of life-changing money. Nice money to bring home right around the holiday season. That's the way I'm looking at attacking both these games tonight. If we don't talk before Thanksgiving, have a fabulous Thanksgiving. Eat plenty of turkey. Have plenty of fun with friends. Have plenty of fun with friends, family, all that, bring, all that Thanksgiving brings, and enjoy some football. Hopefully you guys get those Ws as the uh, regular season of fantasy continues to roll along. Dominate those leagues, and we'll talk to you later. Have a great week.